You're listening to Bold Leadership, Episode 70, Why Your Boss Doesn't Listen to You. Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire, Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. We are out of here. All right, next notes. Is that okay? It's, I think it's great. I mean, okay. I mean, okay. Th- think if you're a young sales guy listening to this podcast. Yeah, no, I think I definitely, and I do. I mean, you know that. I mean, I believe those three things. And if you just do those three things, it'll overcome your your bad qualities too. You know, I mean, I get away with being so damn hard headed because people know that it's coming from a place of I care, you know, I mean, and that's why I get away with it when I go a little too far, you know, it's not because of anything other than that to go, well, he might be kind of an asshole right now, but he's coming from there, but his heart's in the right place. You know what I mean? I mean, so, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, I mean, you just, you gotta be sincere. All right. Next episode. You ready? I am. Need a break. You good? Nope. All right. Hey, we're back. Next episode of Bold Leadership. And I got a question for you. Do you feel like nobody you work with ever listens to you? We see it all the time. Great ideas stifled because someone is afraid to offer their ideas to the team. Company cultures managed by dominant leaders inhibit the free flow of communication. Don't be held back because you're afraid to speak. But more importantly, learn how to speak and what to say in a meeting so you're heard. Today, we're going to discuss how to work with dominant leaders and be heard, and we're going to focus on the most challenging one of all. We talked about it in the first episode in the series, the high D, you know, how do you communicate them and how can you improve the culture in your organization? So, Phil, you have worked with or worked for, because you're in the military, and that's pretty standard, a dominant, overbearing leader that doesn't like to listen. How did you communicate with that person to be heard and, and make sure that the organization was headed the right direction. Well, I mean, first of all, I feel like I need to lay down right now on a couch because I, I feel like I'm getting ready to go into a counseling session. Well, you are. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but you know, when I was a young man in the military, I would follow orders. And then when I was out of earshot, I'd really curse a lot, um, <laughs> which was not productive at all. Um, as I grew older and, and kind of started figuring out that I wanted to get a positive outcome, right. And for, for myself or my organization or a client or a prospective client, you know, it's, it's, again, it's about uh, for a dominant leader, you know, you've, you've almost got to help them. You got to lead the conversation in such a way to where, um, they feel like, um, it's their idea as much as yours. Um, how you approach a D is very, very important. You should never hit them head on because they will come back with both, fist of flying. I mean, it, it never ends well when people confront a strong D. Um, it doesn't mean that they don't need to be confronted, but how you go about doing it 
is going to is going to dictate whether or not you're going to be successful. So what I've typically tried to do is I, I find a lot of times with a strong D, if you repeat back what they're saying to them um, and say, let me let me try to understand what you're saying, you know, use little terms like that or say, let me let me make sure I understand um, why you feel that way, you know, and you just repeat something back to them then it gives you an opportunity to maybe rephrase what they said um, and maybe help get them going down a road um, to where they can see another option. You know, you got to remember, D's aren't trying to be jerks. Um, they just want to get things done. And sometimes in their zeal to get things done, um, they don't necessarily go down the right path to do that. So, you know, the, other, the rest of the organization, the non-D's, um, you know, they have, you know, it's, it's a, it, you've got to help them. You got to help D's along. Now I will say this. Um, I do think D's are the easiest to get to go down a road that you want them to go down. It may be a little scary at first, but I do think they're easy to get to go down your road because all you've really got to do is, is just maintain your composure and not get flustered and, and restate some things to them. And, and D's, D's will listen. Yeah. I think you brought up a Great point. Use the term rephrase. I'll use the term right. reframe the conversation. Yeah, yeah, reframe to, it. To yeah. let them listen, let them hear what they are saying and see if they still make it, thinks it makes sense. And then suggest, not demand, suggest two alternative solutions that may be their idea. I think that's an excellent way to approach it. And it limits, it limits the confusion. One thing about dealing with a high D, they want two answers. They want three answers, one's a throwaway. They get two choices. Yeah, and we did, we went through this this morning, Dave, in a in a, in a marketing meeting that we had yep. within our own organization, where I I made the statement, "Well, I don't think we need to do that. We need to do this, and this is why." And and you guys, the rest of the folks in the room, did a great job of of reframing it and and walking me down a path to where I went, "Okay, yeah, no, I see that. I see that. Yeah, that does make sense." And so. You know, it, and that's what's cool. When you understand DISC, um, you don't feel like somebody's gotten you. You, you know, you, you kind of understand what somebody's doing when they do it, and it's easier to communicate with folks that understand DISC, right? And they understand how, you know, if you understand what people are doing, it doesn't bother you as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'd you feel like everybody's just trying to get to a good outcome. And Ds want to get to a good outcome. They just want to get to it right now. <laughs> you know, they just want to hurry up and get there. So it's, uh, you know, we're pretty easy to manage, if you will. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. And so I think that the interesting question next is what challenges and impact have you seen because of personality types and their different communication styles and organizations? Well, I mean, you know, there's definitely, I mean, the D, I think we just talked about those challenges, right? And you know, D, you can, you, if you, if, if you, if you don't do a good job of reframing, I love the way you stated that reframing the question or the statement many times from a D's, it's more of a statement than a question. Um, if you don't do a good job of that, you know, they can absolutely destroy morale and just, I mean, devastate it pr probably quicker than anybody else um, because of the personality type, you know, an I, a lot of times it's all about being happy and you know, just want to have fun. And we just, you know, I mean, it's just all shucks, right? I mean, is everybody's just team captain, team fun stuff. Um, and, and you've got to help them kind of stay grounded and stay focused. You know, the, 
Um, the S, you know, sometimes is a little more concerned about, you know, they just don't want to rock the boat. You know, they just want to make sure that let's just get through this meeting. Nobody's mad at each other. There's no screaming. <laughs> you know, they just want to get through it and move on and go back and do their task. And then a C, you know, they're really, they say, well, we need a process. We need to know why. So to a D, a C can drive you crazy because they want to, they want to dissect every little detail of every little thing. And, you, you know, and they're not trying to be, they're not trying to irritate anybody. They're just wanting to make sure that they really have a process and a steadfast way to make, to implement something. So you can all, they all can in, impact an organization um, in their own way. I, I think some of them probably it's more visible, the damage that can be done. Uh, but, a, but a C can impact an organization just as much as a D. It just looks a little, a little different. You know, some C's have a tendency to never want to make a decision. They want to keep exploring it and keep exploring it and keep talking about it and keep looking at it. And, you know, at some point you got to, you got to put your nose out there and, and you either going to get it bloodied or you're not. Um, but at some point you do have to walk it out. So each one has its own, um, positives and negatives. I think, you know, but the, the easiest way to, to impact all of them, obviously a C, the easiest way is to sit down and, and get specific with the C and ask them specific questions about why they feel this way. And why is it this way? And why do you think that has to be done that way? And, you know, and, and you're gonna have to be a little more patient, but you know, again, it's all about understanding who you're talking to. Okay. So it's a great discussion about impact. And one thing I want to offer here, because you kind of talked about these, you know, the challenge with the other personality types is that if you're not able to reframe or recommunicate or, or, or change the perspective or the discussion in a, in a positive way, your S's and C's will completely shut down and you will lose a number of great ideas. So make sure that you're always looking for answers and you're encouraging people to speak up in a positive manner, no matter what personality type you are and no matter what approach you take in the organization. That is how you're going to get listened to by your boss. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, also, and, and you see, you, I do this a lot where I'll say, I'll follow my disclaimer, right? I mean, I'll, I'll say, listen, this is just my idea. I'm not saying this is right but this is why I feel the way I feel. That's my way as a D of trying to not be too forceful. Um, you know, we all have those little tells, if you will, on, on why we're doing what we're doing. But, um, you know, it's just, it's so imperative, the overall health of an organization that culturally um, everybody's heard. And, and then once they're heard, you know, you got to take action, obviously. It can't just be about going in a circle. Um, at some point you got to take action or as I like to say, you got to put your nose out there and take a chance of getting bloody. Right. But it's, but it's, uh, that's, that's where the good stuff lives is out there where action takes place. So bottom line, closing out this episode, you've got to be willing to step out there. You've got to understand how to communicate and you've got to work to build a culture in your organization where people are accepted for who they are and they're valued for their position in the organization. With that, this episode of Bold Leadership is out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review.